Welcome to our Daily Reflection for this Saturday, November 11th. And today we have the last of our readings from the book of Romans to begin our day. And this is from the very end of Romans, chapter 16. And Paul sends a greeting to those he knows of who are in uh, the church in Rome. A lot of them have traveled from Asia and from Jerusalem to evangelize and to be there with that very significant Jewish community there and to share the good news. And at the very end of Paul's letter, uh, we kind of get worn down by all these greetings of all these names you may not know and not pay attention to the very ending, which is an echo to how Paul opens his letter. So it frames all of his teaching and all of his writing in his letter to the Romans. And he talks about the prophets and the plan of God and the gospel that he's proclaiming about Jesus Christ. And all of it, he says, is to, is to proclaim the gospel to all the nations to, in order to bring about. So what's the purpose? In order to bring about the obedience of faith. And that's what he said at the opening of the letter. If you go back to chapter 1, verse 5, you'll see that Paul is declaring the gospel in order to bring about the obedience of faith. And here at the end, he is about bringing about the obedience of faith. And if you think about that as the framework for the letter, it's really the theme of Paul's letter. And what what we have in the middle of Paul's letter to the Romans is he talks about the disobedience of Adam, which brought sin, and sin brings death, versus the obedience of the new man, Jesus Christ, whose act of obedience brings justification and acquittal and a free gift of our um, coming into salvation with Christ. And so this really, you you see this this obedience of faith. And then, of course, Jesus' act of atonement, as he talks about Jesus in in chapter 6, we get baptized in the Christ. That is to keep us from following the law of sin, and uh, which dwells in us with concupiscence. And then, as he explicates in chapter 8, that we are given the Holy Spirit that we may be led by the Spirit and be able to be obedient to the just requirements of the law. And so we see that it's grace and the Holy Spirit that allows us to be obedient. And that's what faith is to bring about. It's not faith alone. Notice Paul didn't say faith alone. He wants to bring about the obedience of faith. And so we see that Paul doesn't teach by faith alone even in his great letter to the Romans, he frames it with the whole purpose is to bring about a faith that is faithful. And that's really what Jesus is talking about in the parable and that he's teaching about um, right following the parable of the wicked uh, steward in the beginning of Luke chapter 16. And then after that parable, I told you that a lot of people misunderstand what Jesus is saying about that uh, wicked tenant, or steward, I should say, Jesus then gives a little commentary. He says, I tell you, friends, um, make friends for yourself with dishonest wealth so that when it fails, they will welcome you into their eternal dwellings. So it's a bit of irony. So if you're going to go to the unrighteous for protection and refuge and friendship, well, you'll be with the unrighteous in their eternal dwellings. Not, Not a good idea, right? And then he says, the person who is trustworthy in very small matters will be faithful in large matters as well. And so Jesus is saying, look, if you find somebody who is not faithful in small things, you know you can't trust them in big things. If their conscience 
isn't for small things, big things will fall apart as well. And there's a great wisdom here in our Lord. And so we don't want to uh, cut ourselves uh, you know, slack saying, well, that was a small matter. Well, no, if we're not going to be faithful in small things, we won't be faithful in big things. And that's why it's important for us to go to confession regularly and confess the small things that we stumble in so that we may not fall in the big things. And Jesus goes on and says, if therefore you are not trustworthy with mammon, right, the wealth of this world, who will trust you with true wealth? In other words, this life is a test run to test our hearts and to see if we can become trustworthy with small things. And if we can, God will entrust us with great things, with his own spiritual goods and with eternal goods for all eternity. And so he's saying, but if you're not trustworthy with these small things, if you're going to be like the dishonest steward, you will not have a heavenly inheritance. And then he goes on, if you're not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what will belong to you? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. In other words, you can't make money your ultimate God. Because if you make money that which you serve, then you will not love God and you will despise his rules and laws. And to prove that, the Pharisees who love money heard all these things and sneered at him. Right? They sneered at him. This idea of not you can't love God and money, they sneer at that. And yet Jesus is teaching the truth. And what we see is that a love of money means our heart is filled with a love for something other than God. Whereas if we love God, we are relativistic when it comes to wealth. We could be prudent, but we don't have a disordered attachment to it. And we can give it to others, and we can use it in a way that it doesn't occupy our heart. And so that's, that's the key thing. And then he goes on, he says, um, as he corrects the Pharisees, you justify yourself, sight yourselves in the sight of others, but God knows the heart, right? God knows your heart um, for what is esteemed by humans is an abomination to God. You know, if you look at commercials and TV and the news and, you know, those who are famous, it's because they are oftentimes wealthy and they have all this wealth and power and that makes them cool and interesting and great. And God's like, no, 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 that, that doesn't impress me. What matters to me is virtue and faithfulness and the obedience of faith and true and authentic love. So let's pursue those things as we reflect on what Jesus teaches here in the scriptures and the word of God. And let's pursue the obedience of faith. May the Lord bless and keep you. To sign up and start receiving these daily reflections in your inbox every day for free, visit form.org daily and enter your email. You can watch these reflections in video format by visiting formed.org. Formed is an online Catholic streaming service created by the Augustan Institute and Ignatius Press with award-winning studies and parish programs, inspiring audio content, 
movies, e-books, and family-friendly kids programming. To support the mission of the Augustan Institute, please visit missioncircle.org.